Welcome to the Lowdown. Today's show, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, the Glimmer Twins, are off to Nashville for a country honk. They'll lift the torn and frayed Oilers goaltending to a win, bring dead flowers, and let it bleed all over Tennessee. And it's a flyover Sweet Virginia to the Meet the Flyers. I think this is exactly what they need. I really do. A road trip, kind of that, you know, bonding session. It's like guys going on a hunting or a fishing trip. They'll all come back. It'll be kumbaya. Sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. Text or call us at 1-833-401-1440. That's 1-833-401-1440. On Twitter, at Low Tide and at Declan Kruger. We are on Sports 1440 Radio. The Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road, wolfgmcbuick.com. Say hi to Doug and to Mary when you drop by. Our guest today, we have three. Daniel Nugent-Bowman from The Athletic will talk Oilers. Lindsey Rowley from Fox Sports Tennessee will talk Preds. And uh, we'll preview the game tonight on all fronts. And A.J. Keller from CFCW Radio going to talk Big Brothers and Big Sisters in a new program they have. And also, I looked at his bio on the CFCW website, and he's a, he's a fan and he's a player of a game called Crokinole. And I wonder... If young Declan Kruger knows what Crokinole is and if he's ever played it. I don't. I don't. It sounds kind of fun. And this is a this is a type of board or card game, I'm assuming. Well, it's a board game, but it involves the only uh, real concern you'll ever have is the nail on your middle finger. Ooh. Because you use it a lot. Okay, interesting. I, I would what I would recommend to you is, is YouTube Crokinole, C R O K I N Hole. I believe that's correct. Broken hole. Yes. Okay. And uh, it's got to be a European game because nobody in North America would you know, impact that input so much pain into themselves to play a game. But they it's get, fun. They get pretty inventive over there in the pubs. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when the pints are flowing and they need something to do to, to pass time in the UK, they'll, they'll think of anything. So I get that. It reminds me of my grandparents. My grandma would go, Jim, Jim, <laughs> over Crokinole because there's... It's a it's a funny game. It'll make you laugh and cry. Do you have a favorite board game? Just while we're on the on the subject. Well, cribbage is cribbage a board game? Yeah, I mean, I really consider it a card game, but I know it's played with a board, so okay. I'm not mad at um, that. I don't know, but you can play crib without a board. You can't play crib without the deck of cards, right? So. so okay, so what's your favorite? Let me think. What's your favorite board game? Well, do you want to think, or do you want me to just? Oh, you're gonna think about your answer. I thought you were gonna think about guessing mine. Heads no, I don't clouds, care I about yours. No, I'm that's thinking of mine. Totally valid. Mine's yeah. chess. Mine's chess. Oh, well, I yeah. big brain over there. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you watch the uh, the TV show about that, the Queen's Gambit? I did. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it a few times over. I've seen it a few times over. That that show was like the biggest thing to ever happen to chess. It's very cool. Um, I God, I, I like I used to love Monopoly when I was a kid. I used to drive everybody crazy because we would play it f- uh, Friday night, and then I'd make them keep the board out on the table. Uh, and then Saturday morning was a mess because I just wouldn't let anybody, you know, put it away. Like you were bragging about all the oh, properties I you owned? clock. Okay. Everybody was so stupid. So it wasn't like a, we're going to play again Saturday morning. It was a look at what I did to you type of thing. Well, I would try to get people to play, but they all had other interests. You were too good. <laughs> okay. Well, I was like eight or nine. I was a bit of a whiz in that area. Nobody else really cared. So what are you going to do? Others have lost two in a row. Must win? Nah. This is all prefab housing from media. There's there's no must win for the Edmonton Oilers. Now, it'd be nice if they won. Nice if they went on a winning streak. And it is notable that Jay Woodcroft has bring out, brought out the, the big nuclear line, the Glimmer Twins, which is 
the the actual nickname of Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, but I call that I call the uh, McDavid Drysaddle combo the Glimmer Twins. The reason you do it is this: in the last two years at five on five, McDavid and Drysaddle have played together seven hundred and sixty-two minutes. They have a fifty-six percent goal share and three point eight six goals per sixty. So that means that they're on the way to four goals per sixty if they play fifteen minutes a night together. That's a goal. And they get 56% of the goal share. So maybe they score one and they don't give up one. And that's a huge advantage for any any coach. If you can put a line on the ice at five on five and get a goal up on the opposition, well, that's music. And that's why you do it. Now, McDavid solo has a 57% goal share, just slightly above, basically the same. 3.17, so you lose about 0.7, almost an entire goal. Same with Leon, 3.08, and he's 51%. The rest of the roster the last two years has a 49% goal share. So there was a time when this was a bad bet. Now I don't think it's the kind of bad, bad, bad bet that that some imply it is. I think it's a, I, I don't think it's a coin flip. I do think there's an advantage, but it's slight. We'll see how Nuge does on the second line, Ryan McLeod on the third, and Matthias Janmark. Those are your centers behind Connor McDavid tonight. Winning streak would be great. This line, Kane, McDavid, Dreisaitl, reminds me of the Patrick Maroon, McDavid, Dreisaitl line from a few years ago. Big, tough, strong, left winger plays a rugged game, just goes to the net. Leon does his redonkulous passing and great shooting, and McDavid is the impossibilist. So that line tonight, Dreisaitl traditionally eats up Nashville, I think they're going to have a big night, and I do believe the Otters will win. Something we want to watch for, there's a lot that I want to spend time this year um, talking about, and I'll do it in the first segment every every time I talk about it, okay? I might do it in other segments during the show, but I want to do it specifically in the first segment, so you always know I'm going to talk about Philip Roberg and seven defensemen. So this is a road game. Remember we talked about yesterday, on the road, Roberg had... Five minutes against Elias Pettersson and the top line in Vancouver. And then when he was at home, when the coach could protect him, he had one minute. So, and they lost the game. So, what I think we might see tonight is seven defensemen, meaning Vincent DeHarnay draws in and Broberg plays fewer minutes. Now, it isn't ideal, but, and I know that Ken Holland wants Broberg to play, but the coach is trying to win hockey games. So, the coach. And the GM can agree, but the bottom line is the guy who's going to get fired is Jay Woodcroft, so he has to make the final decision. I think there's a chance, a pretty good chance, DeHarnay plays tonight, and they go 11-7, 11 forward, 7-D. We'll see. But that is my my thought process at this time. There was a trade in the National Hockey League today, and I want to do this because I think it's important. You know how sometimes when you get old, you see things occur, events occur in life, and it's like it's almost a pattern, and you recognize it, and then you want to pass along your wisdom to others, and then when you do, nobody cares. I don't know if you you wouldn't know this by now, but that will happen. You'll go, oh, I've seen this before. And then you tell people, and nobody cares. And that happens. It just does. So I'm going to tell you something, and maybe you care, and maybe you don't. And it might not happen in this particular transaction, But I'm going to give you an example from the past where it actually does happen. The Vancouver Canucks today traded Jack Rathbone, who's a pretty well-known defenseman, 
been trying to make his way to the National Hockey League, been dealing with some injuries and other such things along the way. And Carl Plaschik, who is a right winger and a guy who I would call him a fringe AHLer. That's not a negative, it's a positive, but it's a fringe AHLer at this time. So we know from that that Jack Rathbone is the key to that trade. And in exchange, the Canucks acquired Mark Friedman, who's a 27-year-old who's played 65 NHL games, and you know what you're going to get. He's a, a, a not, not a puck mover, but he's a two-way guy who has played most of his career in the AHL. There's not a lot of, um, there's not a ceiling on this player that you would go, okay, that's why. That's the key. They got the key player there. Okay. So he can play, but how well he plays, we're not sure. And then they also traded uh, Ty Glover uh, to Vancouver. He's a center. He's played, he's out of college. He was not drafted. And he's played 51 games in the AHL and has 12 points. Big man, 6'3", 200. Might be the key for Vancouver, not sure. So here's the thing about Jack Rathbone. Jack Rathbone is a player who I've seen him quite a bit in the AHL. He's 24 years old. He's a left shot. He's not a big man. He's 5'10", 177. And in 21-22, that's a year, not me just rambling on numbers that are in order. He scored 10 goals and 40 points in 39 games. And he got hurt. He played a little in the NHL, and his star has fizzled a little bit in Vancouver. Now, he's still 24. That's young enough to be, have a career. And so he's played 28 games in the NHL, five points. He played 11 a year ago with Vancouver. And I would suggest to you that at this point, he is an underrated player. So he goes from Vancouver to Pittsburgh with Carl Plachik for Mark Friedman and Ty Glover. So all of that to say, it's not a transaction that looks sexy and a lot of people just won't pay any attention to it. But here's why you, you might want to pay attention to it. And it's because of Jack Rathbone. Sometimes prospects fool you. Sometimes you are looking at a player and you're thinking he's one thing and then boom goes the dynamite. So in 2005-06, all right, that's going back a while, the Philadelphia Flyers had a 23-year-old winger named Patrick Sharp. And Sharp had played, I don't know, about 70 games in the National Hockey League, 10 goals. Not bad. But he couldn't get, he couldn't get going on a pretty darn good Flyers team. So the Flyers traded him to Chicago with Eric Malosh, for Matt Allison and a draft pick, a third-round pick. It was not a, a big trade at all. And in the rest of 05-06, he played 50 games and had nine goals and 23 points. The next year, he scored 20, then 36, and then he took off. And he was part of a very good Chicago Blackhawks team for a decade. And when Sharp was traded, the day he was traded by Philly, he was a, uh, who now? He was a Jack Rathbone. And I'm not saying Jack Rathbone is going to be Patrick Sharp. In fact, odds are he won't be. But the reason teams make trades like this out of seemingly nowhere is some scout on the team has has been pushing for it and believes the time is ripe. Now, Vancouver has turned over a lot of their defense. They've got a new coach. 
Rick Tockett may not value Rathbone. He's not a big man. He's not a tough guy. Not, you know, maybe they've already got Quinn Hughes for that role. And in Pittsburgh, they're just collecting talent. And Kyle Dubas is the kind of guy that you should follow when trades like this are made because he's got a little of the Sam Pollock in him. Sam Pollock was a legendary general manager for the Montreal Canadiens and made some of the most splendid trades in the history of the game. He traded a, a first-round pick and Ernie Hickey for the pick that ended up being Guy Lafleur. In historic terms, that's one of the most incredible trades ever made. And so when Dubas makes a trade like this, out of the blue, and it all looks a little meh, and you go, so what for so what? Two guys I've never heard of for two other guys I've never heard of. Just put a pin in it. Just let's remember this conversation. It may amount to nothing. And then Jason Strudwick can remind me of it for the next 25 years, as he does with every defenseman that I've trumpet. But I think Rathbone, if he's recovered from the injury and if he's given opportunity, I think he could be a player. And they got him at a redonkulous price. That's twice I've used redonkulous. Will you do me a favor? Can you just have some kind of shocking buzzer? When I say that word, just bzzzt, because that's the only way I'm going to learn. Which one? Redonkulous? Yes. Yeah, I, I can pull it. Give me a second here. I can get something done. Because I, I don't like, I, I wish not to use that word. It is my wish, my sincere wish, that I don't use that word. It, it's cute when you're seven. I'm not seven. That's not what I'm going for. But the brain is the brain. Bryce Harper is having a hell of an October. I don't know if you've been watching the the baseball that's going on. Now that Toronto's out, I suspect all of Canada has gone for a powder. But Bryce Harper is... Now, I'm a fan of Bryce Harper because he was a Washington National. And in my mind, that means that he's a Montreal Expo, which is not true at all. But I th- I think that Bryce Harper is going to lead the Philadelphia Phillies to the, the uh, Super Bowl, to the World Series victory. I'm hoping it's Texas because Texas hasn't won. And as you know, I'm always, always, always cheering for the underdog. But I think this might be the year, and I think Bryce Harper may make it happen. Ear Candy says, I bristle at Sam Pollock. Me too. Not saying it's right or wrong, but this is not the same panic move we see Wooden Crop making the playoffs. Panic and put McD, McDavid and Drysaddle together. Seems like not given enough time to make the Lions have chemistry. Well, I think they've seen a little bit. They, you know, coaches always make a change when there's two losses or a loss. They just do. That's what they do. And I'm not surprised by this, and it might last 11 minutes. So don't, you know... Don't go off all cross-eyed and painless. It may not mean a thing. Okay. On the way, in the community, with A.J. Keller. And we're going to talk a little bit about Big Brothers and Big Sisters and a new program that I think you might want to get involved in. It's a really good idea, and it's obviously for a great cause. We'll also be joined later on by Lindsay Rowley from... um, Fox Sports Tennessee, and we'll talk about the Predators, where they are. I looked at their lineup, and I'm like, there's a lot of who's who on there. You're going to need a program. But they're traditionally really good at procuring talent. And then our friend Daniel Nugent-Bowman from The Athletic has written a brilliant article today. We'll preview the autos, and we'll talk about that article. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. 
Alan Mitchell, Declan Kluger, Kruger. That's uh, now that is not Twang Tuesday, but I forgot to mention it, and you forgot about it. It's so Twang sorry. Tuesday adjacent ish. <laughs> Uh, I'll say. So I think I have a little wiggle room. I did forget. Hand up. Yeah, I, the crystals are great, though. It wasn't, we... it wasn't Dragula by Rob Zombie. It could have been a lot worse <laughs> to mess up on Twang Tuesday. You're right. Uh, it would have been a nice lead-in, though, and we blew it, you and I, because uh, A.J. Keller joins us from CFCW, and he knows all the country music, and we love all the country music. So we do Twang Tuesday on the show. Yeah. Uh, every Tuesday. Yeah, I was expecting to come into George Strait or sure. Eric Church. You could have I could have sent you guys a playlist. Well, I mean Amarillo by morning would have been mm. nice, you know. A little fiddle there. Oh and, man. Um so I was reading your bio mm-hmm. on CFCW. Nice picture. You're a handsome fella, oh, you thanks. know. Um and you are Crokinole guy. Yeah, yeah. So I remember playing when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um and I heard you guys talking about it. I, I wish I would have bought, brought my board in and wow. we could have had a Played? little because Declan, I guess you You've never you've never played. You don't know anything about it, so it would have been nice to give you a chance. His fingernails are fine. We, he needs to yeah. toughen up. But well, that's radio guys. Our hands are so soft. Hey, <laughs> yeah. isn't that sad? <laughs> but uh, my wife had a Christmas party a few years ago at the Shamrock Curling Club in town, yeah, yeah. and they have a crokinole board. And so I played a few games, and she saw how much I enjoyed it. So for Christmas, she got me a pretty decent board. Yeah. So yeah. Isn't that great about women? They pay attention and then buy you a gift that fits you. Yeah. We should get. We should try that. Yeah, we need to take notes on that for <laughs> sure. Yeah, she's pretty good. All right. So uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Game Changers. Mm-hmm. I read a little bit about it. I know you're really involved in it. Tell yeah. me a little bit about what this is and why it's pretty compelling for anybody who's interested in getting involved. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the big challenge for BGC Bigs, for Big Brothers, Big Sisters in the Edmonton area is just the wait list. There's 800 kids on the wait list right now. The majority... Uh, of that are our boys and so we're looking to get them matched to mentors and it's been a huge problem and and that's been the challenge for years and years so we're just trying to be creative and find different ways to to do that um so you you think about what are the challenges and why are men maybe not uh, volunteering um what are some of the reasons and and it could be because you know they they think that it's it's you know there's a lot of time you got to figure out the schedule you got to make the date you have to pick what you're going to do that day so uh game changers kind of takes that away from the volunteer and we have a place we have the time it's tuesday thursdays in november is when it starts and so um, we're just hoping to get some guys that maybe thought about volunteering as a big brother before. Right. Maybe maybe this will be the the next step. Just make it a little easier for them to do it. And the t- like, I, the, from what I can tell, there's some choices. If you want to play a sport, if yeah. you want to play a game, a board game, you can do all of yeah. that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. There, it's it's flexible. Right. Um, there's going to be other matches there. So maybe a maybe a game of basketball breaks out. Maybe some floor hockey breaks out. But maybe somebody brings a crokinole board and teaches a kid how to play crokinole or a board game mm-hmm. or something like that. There's there's a lot of uh, flexibility. Um, but just having the space and the time and um, matching up the kids yeah. with the uh, mentors is uh, that's the first step. And we just gotta try to get as many kids off this wait list as we can. Absolutely. And it's a couple hours a week, so it's yeah. not like overwhelming, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you a question? And you sure. may not know the answer, but I did. I was curious about this, not just for, for Big Brothers, Big Sisters, but any any organization and time. Did COVID impact? Did people isolate and then maybe yeah. not go back to the things that they had done before? I think so, for sure. Um, I, I had a little brother through covid and it was tough. Um, they they tried to swing things a little more to be online, so you could you know play video games and and chat online and stuff. Uh, I'm I'm not really that type of person. I don't play a lot of video games myself, right. so it was a challenge. Um, I mean, it was a challenge 
in in general for everybody. Yeah. Um. So definitely. Uh, so yeah, I think we are trying to get uh, people back out and 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 volunteering and mentoring. But to to say that too, if if you're listening right now and you are the type of person that likes to play online video games, there are kids out there that like doing that too. So there's the opportunity there to to be matched up. Yeah, and it's. These are the the reason this is key, and I've known a lot of people, mostly big sisters that I've known, and they get a lot out of it too. Like they 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 feel like they're moving the ball forward for some young person, yeah. And it, it's a connection that you can make, uh, and it's 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 a vital part of a community because these these kids are never going to be this age again, mm-hmm. and the connections they make mm-hmm. and the the circles of influence that they acquire now are are going to kind of benefit them or guide them as they go through life. Yeah, I think about my current little brother, Colby. He he was on the wait list as an 11-year-old and a 12-year-old, and he was on that list for two years before we got matched. And uh, that's that's a lot. That's pretty normal. The kids wait for months and months in a lot of cases. And, um, I mean, I, I don't want to be an alarmist or anything like that, but in some cases you, you might miss that window right. with, with a kid. So um, it is it is an issue, and, and I think if... if uh, you know, you can make a difference in a child's life. You're you're making a positive impact on that community, and you know Edmonton in general. So yeah. that's important. And it really is. And it's it's always been. I know the need's been great forever, but I yeah. do feel because of of all the elements we've talked about, yeah. it's greater. Uh, and how long have you been? A couple of years. How many? How, how long have you been a? Big so brother? I've been volunteering as a big brother for six years. Okay. And before that, I was volunteering in there in the boys and girls club in the West Club. So it's kind of like an after school program. Right. So more uh, group volunteering and playing right. basketball with kids. And there's there's just so many different opportunities and, and ways to to volunteer. You can do a group volunteer. You can do one on one. So right. yeah. I know everybody who's listening to us who's interested mm-hmm. is just going to Google Big Brothers Big Sisters Edmonton. Mm-hmm. But if they wanted to be proactive, where could they go aside from just Googling? Yeah, I mean, bgcbigs.ca slash volunteer. But Game Changers is the program that's starting in November. So we're really hoping to get some volunteers lined up for that. Right. So so uh, we can get some kids off the wait list. But yeah, bgcbigs.ca. And and is is this one of or the start of a new thrust to get this ball rolling because it does seem like it's it's a pretty big number it's never ending it's no. never ending so this is just another like like i say the the group there at uh, bgc bigs the 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 staff they're just trying to be creative and think of some ways to get some kids off the wait list and this is a way i think yeah. for especially the boys you know get some male mentors play some basketball some floor hockey yeah, yeah. I, I read on your bio that you you've been at cfcw since 2011 that's correct. So they hired you when you were like 11 or something, right? Or something like <laughs> yeah, that? I was, yeah. I was in my early 20s. Now I'm in my mid-30s. Yeah. So yeah. Time flies, buddy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, but it's good, man. Like yeah. you, you guys are going to like this building. It's been really, really good here. I actually have to say that everybody has been very kind to me. Yeah. And probably because they don't know me. You know, once <laughs> they get to know me, then it yeah. becomes a little bit of a, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's a gr- great group of people. And I love your radio station. I've listened to it for um, my, uh, I'll tell you a real quick story. I mm-hmm. think I've told this story before, but. Um, my mom, uh, we would always have her over for Christmas dinner or, or Easter or Thanksgiving dinner on Sundays. And I could never pick her up ever until after 12 because of the Sunday oldie CFCW. Nice. And that, like forever, for hundreds of years, she was listening to that. So uh, you have a great audience and you have a great group and you're a great guy for doing this. And I thank you. Hey, the feeling's mutual. Welcome to the building. Thanks. Thank you. I appreciate that. Where are the rum and butters? I just didn't. I slid, I yeah, slid one did. over to you but there. But I yeah. want more rum. than one. You know me. Oh, uh, you want to? I have a I have a case in my office. Come no. by and eat. I have a beer fridge in there too. If you guys want to stop by. Yeah. Do, do, what goes in the beer fridge? Beer? Oh, beer usually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I guess we'll be doing our prep in your office. Yeah. That's how we roll. Starting tomorrow. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate that.
Uh, that was a that was an interesting conversation, and I think it it kind of points out what is very important in our community. This is sort of a, a city of entrepreneurs, and we thank AJ Keller for joining us and talking about Big Brothers Big Sisters game changers, and maybe you getting out there and and helping a young person. the 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 list is large, and I do think that COVID had something to do with that. To be honest with you. Um, I know for us, we, we basically cocoon for most of two years. And sometimes when, when you go back to, you know, the world around you, maybe you don't necessarily, uh, go back to what you did. And this would be a great time to help out if you can. It's a couple hours a week. And as AJ said, you're, you're, you know, the, the worry about what kind of activity or what to do or any of those things are taken out of it. It's, it's board games and maybe some basketball or floor hockey. Were you any good at floor hockey? Yeah, I was pretty nice at floor hockey. Like ball hockey or when you played with the uh, the plastic orange puck? Well, they're basically the same. Yeah, they I are. I was thinking that. I was pretty, I was pretty like slightly above average at both. Maybe, maybe saying I was nice at it is a bit of a stretch, but I was... I was above average because I never played hockey, so I, that was my only uh, real chance because to get a go were, at it. You were too busy in the swimming pool. Oh, yes, that's correct. Yeah. Did you have the Did you have the ear and the nose plugs? <laughs> no, no. no. Did, did you ever try synchronized swimming? No, I never got into synchronized. I don't think I would have been very good at that. I'm not oh, very I think graceful. You'd, you'd be very, you know, the no. movements that you do behind the board there clearly imply that you <sighs> have that gear. There's a difference between finicky and graceful. I'm very <laughs> finicky, but I'm not very graceful. So are you? Are you? Would you be defined as a cat or a dog? Dog. I'm a dog, man. You're a finicky dog. Yeah, finicky okay. dog. Because finicky, I think more of of cats, but maybe I'm wrong. Could be. That's probably accurate. Yeah, but yeah. I'm. I'm. I just like. I'm such a dog person. I would never call myself a cat. I'm you, a dog you, man. You do love the dogs. I love dogs. Yeah, me too. I'm a big fan. Bryce Harper is the coolest dude in baseball from Red. I don't know. I don't care about any of that. I just think he's a really good hitter. Nice tune from Goodfellas. That's a great movie. They drive the guy in a trunk. They think he's dead. And they have to get out and bludgeon him a few more times. I mean, what's not to like? Don't want to brag, but I've never been beaten at Crokinole ever from Skip Marv. Perhaps a challenge? I don't know. Do you get it in the middle a lot, or are you just good at the takeouts? Put out DeHarnay with Nurse, put Bouchard with Echo, and Broberg Kulak. Well, the pairings are... uh, Nurse is with, what the hell was it? Do we have that? I don't want to get it wrong here. I know Bouchard is with Ekholm, and Broberg is with Kulak, so it must be... Nurse and Cece. Nurse and Cece. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think you're going to get that. I, I really do. I think you're going to get that until they make a call on Cece. Frank Sarvalli reporting that Patrick Kane, among the teams he may go to in November, Buffalo Rangers... Red Wings. Uh, is is Eiserman's is rebuild, because I remember when people were saying, ah, oh, that Holland, thank God he got out of town. Now Eiserman's going to take over and everything will be fine. I don't see a Tampa Bay type rebuild happening there. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I don't think so, but I feel like it's an organization that's had so much stability, you almost expect things to come faster than usual. Right or wrong. Yeah. AJ is a great big brother. I've seen. I've been the facilities manager at uh, BGC BIGS for ten years. Long wait list for boys, always an issue. 
Keep up the great job, boys. Well, we certainly will from Pillman. Or maybe that's Pillman. I have also never been beaten at whatever the game is called, not even once, nowhere close to a loss. Imitation Tom. Well, Imitation Tom, I would believe you more if you knew the name of the game, which is an ABBA song that is fabulous. Not a country song, Declan. It, we won't play it. Don't worry. We won't play it. I got I got the next one lined up already. We're Listen, going We're going to Nashville. I got it all lined up. I know I your personality. Play. You feel it's your fault. It's my fault. I should have known that. We knew we had him coming up from CFCW. We could have featured one of their great songs. We could have done the number one hit, talked about that. Opportunity missed by me. It is my fault. I've been here long enough that I shouldn't be making a mistake nope. like that. No, it's always on the host. The host is the supposed to have the experience and the wherewithal to make things happen. Oh, well, you know, I was looking for a job when I found this one. <laughs> uh, I bet the guy you said is undefeated tapes a dime over his nail. Now, that would be interesting. So, LT, the Otters can't win the first game of the year without putting Connor and Leon back together. How are they ever going to get past the second round with teams locking it down and we're playing the best teams in the playoffs? This is a joke. Look, RL. I'm just going to say this because it just saves a lot of time. You're not getting anywhere with a 750 save percentage. Why do the goalies not stop the pucks while well, they didn't have a good game and the defense was too too loose? They were it, it was like a, a jazz ensemble that was a little tipsy or like Crazy Horse at the Fillmore in 1970. They were loose as a goose. You know, you you got You've got a jailbreak offensively, and both Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece are are strutting ahead of the forwards. Seems to be a little confusion here, Orly. you got to tighten it up, and that's the coach's fault. Inevitably, if the coach can't get his defenseman to play defensively when necessary, then you have to bench him or cut back his minutes. I'm undefeated in that game, too. I've never played the game. So, I mean, undefeated, maybe, from Sean. You would like Crokinole. You know, for like, you know how when families get around and you play games at Christmas time? Yes. And drink eggnog with rum in it? My One of my absolute favorite times of the year. Crokinole, you'd like. Okay. Because yeah, you're a competitive it. sort. <laughs> True. What is it with the Euler app not liking the new look this year? I don't know. I haven't been on. Do you go on the app a lot? No, no, I haven't been on the app either. So again, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to be much help there. But I don't really even know what an app is. So yeah, it's something you get generally, like when you go to a restaurant before the main meal comes. Uh, that's it. an appy. Oh, my bad. smart Alec. I wasn't. I thought that one was okay though. Wasn't Guys bad. can't call themselves undefeated if all they do is sit around the board and flick the discs around by themselves. <laughs> Jason and Ledoux getting pretty disgusted with all these undefeated people. What do you mean make a call on CC? He's been terrible for a year and a half. Actually, he hasn't. Uh, he had a nice run there in 2022 after Woodcroft took over. Agreed, the new Oilers app sucks. I'm not going to sit here and rip on the Oilers app. I don't know anything about it. Maybe you're not using it right. It sounds like there's a bit of a mutiny forming. Like, we might be on the wrong side of history when it comes to this Oilers app. It may very well. Listen, I'm sure there's some people we can talk to to get it all sorted, but we'll we, do our best. We really can't. There's nobody we can talk to. Okay. Who's going to take our call over there? I mean, we could call Harvey the Hound, but yeah. we know how that works. That he might not even pick up. 
The Oilers replaced Clef with Ekholm. They still need to replace Larson. Who is it? Pesci is the guy for me. Is this the year you pull the trigger before the deadline? Find Nurse a rock for once. Well, he's not coming. Carolina's got a chance to win the Stanley. They're not trading him. No dimes or tape, LOL. It's a push, not a flick. Well, I, I do not have the time or the energy to go into Crokinole strategy. But this guy is on to something. I will say that. That damn rum and butter has sand my name. C- could you take it from me? Because I'll just eat it. And I, I'm, my doctor said I can't have too much sugar. So just take it from me. Stupid rum and butter. Sexy, <laughs> sexy packaging. Oh, God. Lindsey Rowley from Fox Sports, Tennessee on the way. This is Low Down with Low Tide on Sports 1440. He's back. Sports Radio He's back. Here's the Low Down with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com I keep a close watch on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out. It's the lowdown on Sports 1440 on Twang Tuesday. This dovetails beautifully with our next guest, Lindsay Rowley, joining us from Valley Sports, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us. And I wanted to ask you uh, estimating how many hugs Matthias Ekholm has gotten since he arrived in Nashville would be impossible. But clearly, he was a very popular guy with the Nashville Predators team and, and staff. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, ex- you're, you hit the nail on the head. It's probably a countless amount of hugs that he's gotten since he's returned. Um, Matias was such a loved, it still is, such a loved player by our fans, by our, our, our staff, our, our players, um, our, the broadcast team. Um, I, him and his wife and their, their children, I can't say enough the kind things about him and his wife. Um, so seeing him today, it was, it was kind of like seeing a ghost. Um, it's funny because Gus... <laughs> Gus Nyquist now wears number 14 for us, and we love Gus. But seeing number 14 on the ice, I still, my brain goes Ekholm. And, and so it's like, it's funny because we all joke. We're like, Gus, what are you doing with, what are you doing with choosing number 14? So like we all, you know, like we, we, but still all of us on the broadcasting, we were talking about it. When we see Nyquist out there and we see the number 14, we think Ekholm. So it, it's crazy. The, the the Predators team, I mean, trading a guy like Ekholm, you know, is sort of like a surrender, and yet they were stronger after the trade deadline. And I think that, that there's a perception that this is a team that's young and rebuilding. I think there's just one rookie on this team. I could be wrong. There's not very many. It's a it's an older group. Uh, Forsberg, Ryan O'Reilly, and uh, Yusuf Parson are the top line. Uh, the, the You know, Yossi is an older player. Saros is an established player. Uh, Nashville maybe isn't as famous a team as they've been in the past, but there's some real quality here. Fair? Yes, absolutely. You're right. Um, We do have some key veterans. I think we also have some young guys in Cody Glass, Tommy Novak, Kiefer Sherwood um, that are are still finding their way, but also in while finding their way, making an impact and playing really well. Um, But as you said, there are some definite veterans on the team. I think, um, acquiring Ryan O'Reilly in, in itself just added added that sort of veteran presence. Both, of course, Roman Yossi is an incredible leader, uh, a captain through and through. However, I will say in camp and in the few first few games, Ryan O'Reilly and Ryan McDonough have also really risen up as veterans and leaders for this team. Colton Sissons, another leader for this team. Um, so it, it is kind of a mixed bag. We, As you said, we've got some 
veterans and very established players. And then we've got some younger guys who are trying to contribute and, and have been doing a fantastic job. One player that I always watch because I like his style and I think he's going to break out and maybe it's this season is Philip Tomasino. He's kind of been up and down a little bit here. Uh, are you, were you seeing anything this year so far? I know it's just three games, so it's it's really early. But uh, he's he's a young player who has a lot of talent. Maybe maybe some of that hasn't broken through. Do you think he's close? I do. Yeah, I and he looks great in camp. I think that was one of the reasons why the the, the coaching staff has so much confidence in him right now. Clearly, a skilled player. There's no arguing that. Um, I think it's a matter of, of getting that confidence and being comfortable. I would. You know, the lines have been changing a little bit. Line one has always has been staying the same since game one. But uh, two, three, four has, has kind of – Bruno's trying to find the right mix. Uh, and Coach Brunette has tried a few different things. But, um, but when it comes specifically to Philip Tomasino, I agree with you. I think he's right on the edge of one of those breakout games where, where you know, he gets – I mean, I'm not trying to jinx the kid, but a hat trick or something like that. Um, I think he's done some really good things so far, and it's easy to watch him and say, wow, that kid's already good, but once he has that breakout moment or that breakout few games or streak, it's going to be really fun to watch. You've been with uh, in in sports broadcasting for some time now, and um, I'm wondering how long have you been doing the TV gig, and I seem to recall you having some funny moments with Terry Crisp. Am I wrong? Yes, a lot of funny moments with Derek. Crispy's still around. Um, he's still one of our, I guess you could say, in-game personalities, and then we bring him on the desk. And, um, man, I, you know, I, I cried my eyes out in his last show when I was hosting with him. I've been, so this is my, gosh, eighth season, and um, my first five, I want to say, were with Crispy. And um, he's just, you can't really put into words until you meet him. Like, words don't do him justice. The character, and he's also got the best heart. Him and his wife, Sheila, are the best people. But, yeah, I did, like, on his last show when we were saying goodbye to him on the desk, I I definitely had some tears and um, said, you know, I'm sure throughout my career I will have a lot of color analysts that I will sit next to. But he was was always number one. He was always the first one that I had, and um, more now it's turned into more of like a father figure. (laughs) Well, he. uh, One thing I do recall from the broadcast, and this is going back a few years now, watching your your broadcast, is that that um, you know some games are are tough or or. Uh, might not be as entertaining, and he's always entertaining, uh, and he's he's just flat out funny. And in TV, sometimes that's hard to do, but he's good at it. Oh, he's very good at it. And Crispy, I mean, like you said, we could the Preds could be getting their butts kicked five to nothing, and Crispy's going to find a way to um, <laughs> to make it entertaining and and make the fans feel like you know it's it's just one game, whatever it may be. He's going to make you feel better, even if even if it's a rough game. So. Um, we miss him dearly. However, Hal Gill's doing a great job on the desk. He's really taken our broadcast to a new level as far as the X's and O's go, uh, especially as far as defense and, and penalty kill breakdown, because obviously that was his bread and butter. So um, um, it's been really fun working with him, and, and even I'm learning a lot. So um, he's been doing a great job. Lindsey Rowley joining us at Valley Sports Tennessee. I did want to ask you about injuries and specifically if Soros is going to play. We've got a lot of listeners up here who are uh, hoping that Soros is going to take a, take a night off. I don't think that's <laughs> going to happen, but uh, what's the what's the injury situation and what about the starting goalie? Um, Soros, sorry guys, Soros is not taking the night off. Um, but 
Um, um, but it's, it's interesting because I, even I spoke with Colton Sissons in the postgame in Boston, which was a little bit of a heartbreaker, man, special teams all over the place. So hopefully we don't get in that kind of a battle tonight because Lord knows Edmonton has probably one of the best power plays in history. So um, hopefully that doesn't happen. Then UC's going to have his hands full. But I think it's, it's interesting. Colton Sisson said, you know, we thought we played well in Boston, the five on five, even though there wasn't a lot of that, but we're still going to have to step up our game because we're going up against two of arguably the best players in the world in dry and McDavid. So it'll be interesting. I spoke with Brunette this morning and he said it's going to be a team effort because um, we were talking to him about matchups, obviously trying to get that O'Reilly line to match up with them would be key. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of time with Ryan McDonough and Alex Carrier against uh, the dry, against Dreisaitl and McDavid and obviously trying to get that matchup with, with Roman Yossi and Dante Fabro as well. So it should be interesting, uh, but I think um, one of the keys is going to be McDonough and Carrier to limiting their time and space. Thanks so much for this. Appreciate it. Look forward to the broadcast. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right. There you go little Nashville side. We'll get the Edmonton side next hour with Daniel Nugent Bowman, but we really appreciate Lindsay Raleigh from Valley Sports Tennessee talking to us. Saros in. She she mentioned that she thinks that uh, Carrier McDonough will be the, the shutdown pairing against the McDavid Dreisaitl Kane line. That would leave uh, Roman Yossi and Dante Fabro to the um, well, to the softer parade. Yossi, a very talented player. And I my own guess is we'll we'll probably see um we'll see, but I mean I, I think you'll probably see Ryan O'Reilly out there on against that top line quite a bit along with Forsberg and you see Parson and Nashville is tough, but Leon's tougher. He's been lately anyway, he's against Nashville, I guess most of his career. He's done a number on them. LT, I understand your line of reasoning with the goalies in the defense, but this Oilers team, especially against Vancouver, you should be able to come out and outscore the mistake. Not sustainable. These guys uh, got to put it in the net, mark the keeper. Sure, but again, we always talk about sample size, but then when we don't have sample size, but they're losing, we forget about sample size. It's, it's like, think of it as being on the ocean, hopefully in a boat of some sort, and you see um, an iceberg, and you just see the tip of it, that's the top, the part that's available to the human eye, and you don't know what's underneath. And that's kind of like the season so far. Look, it, I, I mentioned yesterday the 69-70 Montreal Canadiens. They won the Stanley Cup in 68 and 69, won it in 71, and missed the playoffs in 1970. So it is not impossible, but it's highly improbable. And believe you me, if the goaltending doesn't straighten up and fly right, they we there will be changes. I almost said they we. I feel like people should be writing down my mistakes verbally, and maybe one day they'll make it to the Webster's. I have an itchy trigger finger here for the next time Redonkulous drops and I get to play the buzzers. <laughs> I got three of them in a row here. And a little gap in between each one so you get to think about what you just said. <laughs> Good. I need to be punished. That's just... Not good. <laughs> I could have thrown it in there, but I didn't. Uh, fellas, I'm, I too am undefeated. Never played, but I'm undefeated from the rig. Looks like Nurse is carrying 22 pounds of dead weight out there with CeCe. Look, CeCe, you know, foot speed is an issue. There's no doubt about it. But he's a good defenseman. 
I don't think he's a top pairing guy. Um, they, I'm sure they'd like to put Broberg up there. I'm sure they'd like to put Bouchard up there, but nothing's worked. Nothing's rhymed. I think when you're in doubt, you go with the veteran, and that's what the coach is doing. Listeners are right. The new Oilers app is not good. I don't want to get, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the new Oilers app is. But but is it, because I don't understand technology at all. I, it took me two and a half weeks to get my printer figured out. And I didn't. My son did. So, like, tell me specifically what's wrong with the app. And I'm really not comfortable just haranguing the, the Oilers over this because they maybe there's a glitch in it. You know, Microsoft, when they send out a new version of Windows, it's there's people complain all over Hell's Half Acre about it, and that's Microsoft. So maybe there's just a glitch. Low Tide is a national treasure, right up there with Anne Murray. He's like a sports snowbird and daydream believer, all rolled up in one. And he always walks the line from Scott. Well, that's just beautiful. We need to put that on a T-shirt. National treasure. You know, going to be some changes around here. Are you adjusted now? You got everything going on there? Yeah. No, comfortable? I'm, I'm got great the over here. Puma underwear exactly where you need it? It's, uh, it's about where it needs to be. <laughs> Being in the same room with the producer is a whole new experience for Low Tide. Didn't know you could see that. <laughs> Oh, tough one. <laughs> well, at least I don't call you Speedo, so it's good. Uh, <laughs> it's 12.55. Daniel Nugent Bowman on the way. We'll have your text. Uh, please text us about, uh, you know, underwear or whatever you wish at one 401 1440 It's the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440, and it's time for an update. This is a Sports 1440 update. For your Sports Fourteen forty, top of the hour update. Oilers in action tonight against the Nashville Predators. One of nine games in the league. Puck drop at six, and according to friend of the station Mark Spector, it will be Campbell getting the start tonight. Other news in the NHL: the Vancouver Canucks acquired defenseman Mark Friedman and forward Ty Glover from the Penguins in exchange for Jack Rathbone and Carl Pleshik. And Tampa Bay Lightning captain Steven Stamkos won't play against the Buffalo Sabres tonight because of a lower body injury. That will lead him to missing his second straight game. Houston Rockets are trading guard Kevin Porter Jr. and two future second-round picks to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are immediately waving him. Rockets are getting Victor Oladipo and Jeremiah Robinson Earl in the deal that will send a 2027 second-round pick via the Minnesota Timberwolves and a 2028 second-round pick via the Milwaukee Bucks to the Thunder. Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson is, quote, probably going to miss the rest of the regular season and could undergo shoulder surgery in the next week or so, team owner Jim Ursay told ESPN reporters on Monday night. Richardson, this year's fourth overall pick in the draft, sustained an AC joint sprain in his right, which is his throwing shoulder during the second quarter of Indy's Week 5 win over the Titans. Two games in the AJHL, Brooks in Fort Mac and Drum Heller in Black Falls. Five games in the WHL, including your Edmonton Oil Kings here at home, hosting the Red Deer Rebels. That puck drop is at 7. I'm Declan Kruger, and this has been your Sports 1440 Update.